This episode of I Save That Podcast is made possible by the support from the AVA Foundation, which was created to support AVA's mission, protect the patient, educate the clinician, save the line. The AVA Foundation serves clinicians interested in vascular access, students of healthcare professions, as well as patients and their families through funding, vascular access innovation, research, and education. For more information, visit www.avafoundationinfo.org. From the Association for Vascular Access, this is the I Save That Podcast. You have arrived, Season 1, Episode 7, the post-AVA Scientific Meeting Conference edition of the I Save That Podcast, presented by AVA Foundation. I am joined today by Director of Communications, Eric Sager, who's also a JAVA Editor-in-Chief, as well as AVA's Director of Clinical Education, Ms. Judy Thompson. Friends, how are you? Hey, Great, Ramsey. how are you guys? The afterglow, I call it the afterglow and not the hangover from, from the scientific meeting in, in Columbus. I can't believe and and We've talked about this for, for months. You put all this effort into planning this giant meeting. It's kind of like planning a wedding. And then you show up and you blink and then it's really quiet. And, and you're not planning the next one. Yeah. Gone. You know, uh, Judy attended last year's uh, scientific meeting in Phoenix as the AVA president of the board. And, and probably attended as the president-elect. She's attended as a, as a member. She's been a first-timer. This year, she attended as the director of clinical education, which means Judy has viewed science, our biggest event of the year, through so many different parts of the prism. Judy, how did, you know, with all that context in mind, how did Columbus strike you in terms of all the meetings you've attended, considering you were looking at it through through the specter of being our, our highest profile clinical mind? It was amazing. You know, every year, I, I we keep saying this, but I think the content continues to get better and better, more more scientific. It's the presenters are better and better. It's just phenomenal to see the differences over the years. And you're right. I remember my first conference as a brand new attendee. And I talked to a few of the first timer attendees this go round, or many of them, and I was actually an ambassador this year as well. And the excitement they have and the concern they have and they come in not knowing everyone or anyone. And they, I'm so happy to hear that they have the same type of feeling for our group as I had. As everybody was so accommodating and so willing to take their hand and guide them and friendly and helpful. So I don't think our, our attitudes have changed, which is wonderful because this has been many, many, many years of me attending Avis and either in what, whatever position it might be. So, gosh, it was amazing. I just loved every moment of it. I loved the um, Avatar group at the very end doing their antimicrobial versus non-coded catheter talk. And catheter material was, matter. Yeah, that was really entertaining. It was so hilarious, funny. entertaining, and had some great information um, in a very play-like atmosphere. So there was there's so many highlights. It's really hard to say what was my favorite but you know there's a lot of piv talk this year an awful lot of piv talk a lot of infection prevention is normal Um, you know there's always a little bit of talk on thrombosis but i think far and away the piv talk was kind of the talk of the town 
Well, being a Columbus resident, I was so excited, as you guys know, to have Ava come to where I live. And the fact that we eclipsed, you know, a thousand clinical attendees for the first time, that was such a great way to kick off the entire meeting. And I was so excited to get that press release out to just tell the world. I mean, just Ava continues to blossom and grow. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And so many people seemed like they just had just a great time as well. I mean, they, they spoke about the way Columbus was put together. They were happy that the hotels were corrected directly to the convention center um, and things just all really flowed freely together. I think the sessions were all brilliant. I thought Dr. Jack's talk was hilarious as always. Um, and it was great that Suzanne was able to be there to present him with the Herbst Award. Um, I thought that that was really powerful and emotional. And then you know, Marcus Engel, the keynote, he really started it all. He set the groundwork for a great conference, I thought. And um, I thought that that was a huge reason why we had so many people stay all the way through the end, you know, to, to the avatar session that you were talking about, Judy. I mean, that, that room was full and that normally doesn't happen. So I, I thought that, that, that was everything. That avatar was session was, was the lunch and learn presented by the, the Ava foundation that I participated in as right. well. And we, we had to hastily accommodate for 200 extra lunches because right. we Amazing. completely missed the, the, the forecast on how many people would be there on day four of the conference. So yeah, that was, I mean, overwhelming success. Without a doubt. Yeah. I have been, I've been a presenter at the last, the last event of the, of Ava before. And, you know, credit to Avatar, or maybe it says something about me, but um, did not have that sort of attendance. <laughs> the last, the last act at Woodstock, Judy Thompson. <laughs> well, yeah, I could have been there. Yes. But, um, overall, oh my gosh, it was great. I cannot wait for Las Vegas as this conference continues to get better and better. That venue is going to be super fun. You know, we're also nerdy that we'll probably stay within the conference and learn, <laughs> but come in exhausted from the night before. So it'll be great. Not that nerdy, Judy. <laughs> it's still Caesars. I know, seriously. <laughs> I've never been to Vegas in my life. I'm excitedly nervous, you know, so I think. I'll have to be smart about how I do things, but I'm hoping that it's as great a success as this year. If we can continue that, then we're going to be in good shape moving forward here. But you guys AB, get or, of the conference? did you call me Katie? Yeah, what, what? No, wow. I said, I almost said eight. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say from a leadership standpoint, Ramsey, what was your impressions on, on how everything molded together? Oh, well, kind of parallel to Judy. I too have attended Ava wearing different hats. I, I, I've been there as a as a field sales representative. I've been there as a inline marketing manager for the U.S. I've been there as a global representative for for my employer. Uh, last year, as a first attendee, as as an Ava uh, employee, and, and then this year, uh, seasoned Ava employee. So I, I have some skepticism when everyone's grabbing you and pulling you aside and telling you how great your conference is. It's kind of like having a party. Right. And, and people telling you that you have a lovely home and, right. you know, it feels good, but like, you know, are they just being nice or are they, is this truly what food, constructive food. feedback looks like? The, the, the measurable stuff tells us a good story. I, I emceed the Teleflex Cadaver Lab on the pre-conference. I spent a lot of time in the, the PDSIG. When I went out to do my, uh, my opening act for Marcus Engel, who emailed me this morning, by the way, he's still glowing about having attended the AVA conference. It's just oh, incredible. Okay. Um, wow. 
you walk, you walk on, out on that general session stage and you see there's probably at least 1,300 faces looking back at you and then they, they lift their phones to take a picture of you and you're like, <laughs> I was wearing a Zeke Elliott jersey <laughs> and a blazer, not really my, my usual getup. Uh, the energy yeah. felt uh, different. I thought the energy in Phoenix was great in 2017 and I've always had the highest possible regard for, for AVA conferences. I've been to so many in both medicine and IT and, and you attend these association meetings and they tend to run together. It has a, has a significantly different energy this year. The energy was, was like nothing I'd, I'd ever experienced before. You can tell that the trajectory is uh, where all of our measurable or all of our analytics tell us it is from industry partnership uh, and involvement to membership growth and our, our, our burgeoning uh, networks in on the local level. But uh, I'll tell you this from having worn the, the industry hat for so long and having played the role of what we affectionately, affectionately refer to as the booth jockey in the exhibit hall. On that final day uh, of exhibit hall hours, that's generally a ghost town. If you go to, and I'm not talking about Ava, I'm talking about everything. Those final hours, right. everyone's attendees have usually already been to the exhibit hall. They've, they've seen what they wanted to see. The, the food and drink is is a notch below what it is on the on the first night when it's you know premium bar open uh and, and there's that that beginning of conference buzz on that final day of right. exhibitor hours you're generally networking with other exhibitors trying to poach their employees or just kind of doing housekeeping catching up on email in the booth the i had a couple exhibitors come up to me and sort of tongue-in-cheek uh, express their dissatisfaction of how busy <laughs> the, the final day, the final exhibitor hours were, and I and they weren't they weren't being facetious. I went in there and it was packed and it was buzzing and and you almost wouldn't have known that it was the end of the exhibition hours. It tells me that we need to have more of them, and I'm going to wait to see the feedback because you, if if you run out of time with customers, that's bad. You actually want it to die down at the end because that means you've you've talked to everyone that you. You can talk to so um, that's a. I think what what we saw on Columbus vis-a-vis vendors was was eye-opening, and and we need to investigate that because I've never seen that in any conference before in my life, where where you had to actually yeah. remove people from the exhibit hall as it closed. Um, so that was great. I've had uh, a lot of interest. Part of my messaging at the beginning of the of the conference, Eric, and, and you were there because you were in the auditorium, was Ava being a twelve-month partner for industry and not just a once a year get together, have a big, awesome show. And then, you know, see it in a year. Uh, Ava has too much work to do. We vascular access is still not held in the esteem and in the, in, in the level of importance that it, that it needs to in the acute care setting and, and also in the non-acute care setting. Uh, I had a lot of really positive feedback from industry saying, you know what, let's do more than just every September or October. Let's talk about what we can do in February. What we can do in May. So, you know, it's quiet after the conference, but man, it's it's busy as heck over here. So yeah, I, 2018. Uh, it's I'm I'm excited that the bar is higher for us heading into Caesars in October 2019 because um, we have to outdo what we did this year, and I love the the tailwinds that we have uh, working in our advantage. And it's a credit to all the the fine people, conference managers, and sponsorship booths that help us put it together, as well as Tanya. I mean, she conference is her her baby, and as you and I know well, so she really thrives on that. And, and the credit to Columbus as well. I thought the convention center was beautiful and really laid out well. So everything went well and there's a lot of positive upward momentum that we have to continue to build on. So yeah, our team is incredible. Team. And Tanya, Tanya Hutchison is, I'm going to say the goat, the greatest of all time with regard to yeah. 
being that, that person in the front of the boat leading us uh, every year with our biggest event. And you know what? I, I forgot to mention this earlier when Judy was giving feedback. We're going to have some multidisciplinary perspectives and also first-timer perspective later in the broadcast, right? Correct. Yeah. We'll probably get to that a little bit later, but we have two first-timers uh, we were able to speak to about their experiences. One from Alaska all the way. She flew all the way to Ohio from Alaska and another from Oklahoma. So uh, they're going to share their perspectives, both on Columbus and the education as well, and their excitement around what Ava is doing moving forward. So I think we're going to hop back with a member of our board of directors in a few, after the break, and then we'll get to those first-timer in- interviews a little bit later. So stay tuned. The AVA Foundation provides research grants to develop and evaluate practices, technologies, and innovations within vascular access that improve clinical outcomes. This funding is competitively awarded and assessed by the Foundation's board across the criteria of significance and innovation, scientific quality, and team capability. The Foundation also provides funding to healthcare practitioners for both specialized and higher education in vascular access so that they may deliver the highest level of vascular access care. It supports seminars, panels, and education programs to provide updates in vascular access practice and stimulate learning. Travel award scholarships are available to clinicians attending the AVA annual scientific meeting to promote hands-on involvement and education. The AVA Foundation strives to promote patient education by funding support for educational videos and consumer literature, along with consumer-oriented PR and editorial articles. Family and patient education can help ensure that recipients of vascular access can understand how to participate in their healthcare. To make a one-time donation or schedule regular donations to the AVA Foundation, please visit www.avafoundationinfo.org. You may earmark your donation for innovation, research, education, or to the overall mission of the AVA Foundation. Together, we can drive the changes and improvements necessary to ensure vascular access is as safe as possible for the millions of patients who undergo these procedures every day. And welcome back. We are joined by Christy Chapman, who is an infection preventionist in San Diego. Uh, AVA is a multidisciplinary organization, as you know, and Christy actually uh, carries that flag in two ways. One, she just attended her second AVA conference, the one in Columbus. And two, she is one of my bosses. She's on the AVA board of directors representing <laughs> infection prevention. Christy, how are you doing? I am well, Ramsey. How are you guys today? I think we're good. Are we good? Awesome. We're awesome. We're, good. we're doing awesome. Hey, Christy, this is Judy. Hey, Judy. It's another beautiful Hi. day in paradise, isn't it? I gotta love San Diego. We've got yep. uh, two, two San Diegans, <laughs> or, or, or current San Diegans on the phone, and two two native Ohioans. It's like the holiday bowl from like 1993. <laughs> uh, Christy, uh, I think listeners would be really interested in hearing your perspective on, you know, we just had our largest AVA conference ever uh, coming into it, representing a specialty outside of vascular access. What were your impressions uh, this time around? And also this time around versus your, your first AVA conference. I, the, the common thing between the two years was that I was like a kid in a candy store. It was, Infection prevention, um, unfortunately, doesn't get to just focus on vascular access. They have construction. They have all sorts of other things they have to have to focus on as well. 
So just to be able to focus on vascular access, um, the specialty was, was an amazing opportunity for me, both last year and this year. The cool thing about this year, I kind of knew my way around a little bit more. I, I understood kind of who, um, who was um, the rock stars in vascular access world um, and the, the folks that really lead um, research and um, drive change and are your kind of um, passionate, um, knowledgeable um, banner carriers for AVA. So it was really nice to be able to identify those folks and kind of sit at their feet and listen and learn um, learn from them. But you guys do such a great job with your first timers uh, programs and the way you, um, your website and your, your conference, kind of the online brochure and that whole registration and onboarding process really makes it easy for a first time person to, uh, to be able to kind of find their way around all of the different uh, venues for learning, venues for networking, venues for uh, understanding the exhibit hall, all of that. You guys do a really good job onboarding new folks like that. So kudos to you guys for, for that process. But second year was, like I said, just, it was, um, I just felt a little more at home. I kind of knew, um, knew where I wanted to be and what I wanted to learn about and where I go to get that learning. And um, I was able to kind of more enjoy the energy and the camaraderie and uh, this year. So it was, it was really uh, two times as awesome, um, if not more uh, this year but more because of I now understood the, the experience of, of AVA National, the, the scientific, scientific meeting. So you met, mentioned camaraderie. And as a, an infection preventionist uh, around all us vascular access folks, do you feel you are us now? <laughs> I do. I do. I, I have to be honest with you. Last year I felt a little, a little kind of on the outside looking in just because I, just because I didn't know. I don't think the typical infection preventionist you know, doesn't really understand, and I don't want this to sound like we don't care, but really doesn't know who these thought leaders are in, in vascular access. You know, we, we've seen some papers, you know, we see the, the kind of the hickpacky folks and the, those kind of folks, the INS folks, but we really, Ava has such a deep bench of, of, of knowledge and thought leaders that infection preventionists really need to tap into. And I really felt that acceptance and that camaraderie from from those leaders and from the attendees this year. And I, I have to tell you, to be honest with you, I did get a few little questions of, you know, when they found out we were infection preventionists, uh, or I was an infection preventionist, they had some questions for me about, you know, well, why do you make us do this? Or why do we have to do that? Or so, but I love that sense of, let's talk about it. It wasn't confrontational. It wasn't rude or anything, but, but let's talk about it and let's get each other's perspective and, and let's, you know, let's start the discussion. That's awesome. Because you guys might not understand, you guys, I'm now making it sound like we're two different folks, but when infection preventionists <laughs> tell us that this is something we need to do, and vascular access says this is something we shouldn't do or should do, it's really good to get the perspective from both sides. So I think that's one of the huge benefits I see of having you and infection preventionists as part of Ava. I just wanted to know how you felt about it. Thanks. Yeah, no, I think it's it's awesome because you're exactly right. There there are so many nuances around vascular access that that infection preventionists aren't aren't able to get totally deep into. But we as IPs have to listen to our vascular access experts to help us drive really good, solid, long-term vascular access practices for our patients. So we don't ruin their veins, you know, in the long run. We don't do things that are just trying to dodge, you know, CLABSI or 
we really do need to think about the right line for the right patient at the right time. Well said. <laughs> so sort of dovetailing off that thought, Christy, you know, what do you hope to see from Ava in 2019 when we all get together in Las Vegas when it comes to oh, that topic? Yeah. Um, I really, I, one of my goals this year, since we're out West and I'm out West, I really want to see some of my fellow APIC folks at the, the national meeting this year. And I'm going to talk until I'm blue in the face and share my experiences um, until they're probably sick of hearing about it. What I'm seeing with, with infection preventionists is that they are looking to go, to come up, go outside their, the traditional infection prevention education. That's awesome and that's our foundation or our basis. But I saw two of our infection preventionists this year apply for scholarships through our local APIC chapter to go to ARN conferences that were nearby. So that's the, you know, the operating, operating um, area of information. And what I'm going to, and I thought that was awesome. And we were happy to, to grant them that money to find, to, to really hone their knowledge around um, operating room practices. So what I really see too, is us being able to branch out in the vascular access area as well. And it, with it being so close to us on the West Coast, I want to see some infection preventionists go to a, uh, Go to the meeting in Las Vegas this year. I think that's going to be going to be a really great close opportunity for them to do that. What I would also see, and I'm also going to keep talking about, is is IPs getting involved in their local vans. I have gained so much knowledge from my interaction with the Sand Van Group. Uh, the programs are always uh, spot on. Uh, education for us, digging deep into vascular access issues that I may not typically be exposed to as an infection preventionist. Um, you always have great speakers. It's always a great time. I get to talk to other practitioners and see what they're doing in other hospitals. So the other piece is I want to really encourage infection preventions to get involved in their, their local vans. But I really, for 2019, I really want to see a good, good group of IPs working their way to the, to the 2019 meeting in, in Las Vegas. I think we'll all be, all be better IPs for it. Yeah, and it's not that far from San Diego, like you mentioned. So you should bring some I of your know, friends it's a with quick, you. Absolutely. It's a quick quick airplane hop or a really um, interesting car trip. Well, Christy, we thank you uh, so much for, for hopping on with us and giving your perspective, not only as an infection preventionist, but also uh, as a board director of the Association for Vascular Access. Thanks again, Christy. <laughs> You're welcome. Y'all have a good day. Thanks, guys. You too. Uh, coming up, we'll have... Some more reaction from the scientific meeting in Columbus from a few first-time attendees. So stay tuned. And we have the honor of being joined today by Nancy Yankovic from Providence Alaska Medical Center, who is also a nurse educator for SecuraCath, and Tori Amsler from St. Mary's Hospital in Enid, Oklahoma. Both Tori and Nancy were first-time attendees uh, in Columbus this year for the annual AVA Scientific Meeting. So, Tori, Nancy, I wanted to thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. Excuse thank me, you I, for should say, me. I should say your ladies. Uh, pardon, pardon me there. Huh? <laughs> Judy Thompson, uh, AVA's Director of Clinical Education, is also on the line with us, as well as AVA CEO, Ramsey Nasralla. So, Hi, guys. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome. And so we'll just go ahead and dive into uh, the topic of today's podcast, which is AVA 2018. It can't, I can't believe it's already finished up. You know, we did so much planning and then all of a sudden it's gone now. Um, so uh, I guess we'll sort of start uh, Nancy and Tori with 
a pretty basic question. How were you both first introduced uh, to AVA as an organization? I was introduced about 10 years ago when I started Vascular Access, kind of by a mentor of mine, uh, Caroline Polly. She did some of our training at the hospital and introduced me into AVA that way. And I, I've been working uh, at my facility for eight years in Vascular Access, and, um, you know, AVA's always kind of been... Uh, something that you know we've gone on their website for things and and um, we I I have the Java subscription, but uh, it wasn't until last year uh, Amy Stone, who's a mentor of mine, suggested to me that it would really be beneficial to my nursing practice and uh, the direction that I want my nursing career to go to attend Ava, and that's what uh, led me to start looking into options to going this year. Sure. Ava or Amy's a, a terrific person to know. She's been an Ava proponent for years. So uh, that's great to have a nice connection there. Um, what was your sort of overall impression of the scientific scientific meeting prior to having attended? You know, what were you sort of expecting? What come anything from educational content to networking, attendance, or you know, the social aspect of it? Well, myself, I was I was expecting all of those things, but I didn't really know what to expect either. This is actually the first professional conference that I've had the opportunity to attend. And I had, I've, I've looked on the website and I've seen uh, videos from years prior and uh, looked at a lot of pictures and, and talked with a number of people who have gone and was told, oh, there's going to be great networking opportunities, great education, but uh I wasn't exactly certain what to expect, but I can assure you that it did not disappoint. I was I was very <laughs> excited and slightly overwhelmed by by what all I was able to take in at the Ava conference this year. That's that's what we like to hear. That's great. Absolutely. Did you find that everybody was welcoming and um kind of warm reception for myself absolutely i uh, everybody everybody that i met was so so welcoming and so excited about the conference and excited about vascular access and as a vascular access professional i think you just can't help but get even more excited just <laughs> being in that realm with that many other intelligent minds who see vascular access the way you do I, I know for me, you know, we're kind of a smaller team. Uh, there's uh, two of us on each day in a 350-bed hospital, and sometimes it feels like people who are outside of vascular access don't don't get it and maybe feel like we're more of an auxiliary specialty for the hospital, you know, just kind of something on the side rather than um, what vascular access really is. So it was really nice to be among people who really appreciate the specialty for what it is the way I do. That's good to hear. How about our Oklahoma contingent? I absolutely agree with Nancy. I was very nervous, to say the least, about traveling from Oklahoma to Columbus and being my first time. Um, I've had connections with Cindy Anderson. She's been a great resource for me and for my network of the Oak Band. Um, chapter. So she's helped guide me kind of through some of these steps and reached out to me too about my free attendance. And we've also been lucky to have Tanya Hudson came out to our first Oak Van meeting and was great. So I knew some people going into it, but I signed up for the ambassador program just to have 
you know, an extra resource in case, you know, they were busy. And so I met Patty from Lawrence, Kansas, and she was great. She checked in on me. Um, when I walked in and I saw all of the opportunities, I thought, oh, my gosh, how am I going to be able to get to all of these things that I want to go to? I want to go to that one and that one. And I flew in early on Friday, and I went to the cadaver class, and I was blown away. I thought, if the rest of the days are like this, I have hit the jackpot. So <laughs> I was super excited. And just like Nancy said, I'm from a smaller hospital also, and I have a partner that we work with hand-in-hand hand five days a week. And we feel that same way. Vascular access is kind of, you know, something that's forgotten or you get to it when you get to it and for us vascular access specialists that's the first thing that you look at when you walk in the door and you see the patient so i met some great people um i was just excited to have those people there also they feel the same way you do and someone's finally talking your language and so it's just great and you're surrounded by that the entire time and as far as walking through the door, everyone greeted me. Everyone made sure I knew where I was going. Um, they were more than willing to help me in any way possible. So for the first time, I had an amazing time. Yay. Yeah, speaking about the cadaver lab, I, this was only my second AVA uh, scientific meeting myself. I haven't been with AVA for that long. And I shared a lot of the same sentiment as both of you um, last year when I went to Phoenix for the uh, for the conference for the first time. And in Columbus this year, I actually did spend time in the cadaver lab, and that was also a first for me. Uh, the Telefix sponsors that and does a really great job with it, and it's such a vital and important part of the pre-conference um, session. So I'm really happy to hear that. Eric both... was actually a live cadaver in the cadaver lab. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't guys, know if that's a thing, to be a my, live cadaver. Uh, both have actually use ultrasound to check out my some of my veins i'm not for sure but that was quite an experience i learned so much there and i and i work for ava so there's always <laughs> you guys both have mentioned that is great and i'm glad you took advantage of the ambassador program because i i really think they do a great job with that and i re i still remember my very first ava and how friendly and outgoing and people just went out of their way to make me feel welcome which really eased my nerves because you're walking side by side with people that have written a lot of the articles that I referenced. And it was all always fun and always exciting. It's just nice to feel like you're with like-minded people as well. Before the cadaver class, I was kind of walking around, scoping everything out. And I ran into another person that looked lost just like me and we just hit it off you know automatically and then you know as we were studying and waiting the people that you talk to and introduce yourself to it's like you've known them for years you can talk about the same things the problems that they're having in their facility you're having in yours so you know you have a networking opportunity bounce ideas off someone but you also build a friendship with someone that you know you would have never met prior to conference, you know, I would have never met someone from Seattle or from, you know, New York. So it was amazing. That's wonderful to hear. It, it's fun hearing it from new attendees, but even people that have been around for many years, I still get just re-energized every time I go. Definitely. And for both Nancy and Tori, sort of my next you know question as far as, well, we hope you guys, it sounds like you had a great 
experience in Columbus. So we're hoping that you come back, obviously. But for someone who was in your shoes before you attended your first conference, what kind of advice would you guys have share for them? Well, for me, my advice would be definitely to go. Get the time off from work, save up for it, and look for scholarship opportunities, both with Ava and at your facility. Um, I was I was fortunate enough to be the recipient of the Ava scholarship for travel this year. And I was also awarded a scholarship from the retention department from my job as well. Uh, and so that, that really made it possible coming out of Alaska. It's, it's incredibly expensive to go anywhere. Getting those scholarships was really beneficial to uh, help me pay my way to get down there. Um, my hospital also covers $500 a year for education that is uh, associated with the type of work that you do. So this fell, this conference fell under that for me. So I was able to get that covered by my hospital as well. So I would really encourage people to look for the financial opportunities that are out there um, because I, I really feel like a lot of hospitals, they, they really want you to get the education and, the, you know, that there are opportunities out there that you have to go and look for. And nobody ever told me, oh, hey, we'll, we'll pay all this extra money, you know, and these scholarships are available. And I started digging around on the Internet at work and looking, and I found those opportunities and applied for them and was fortunate enough to get them. And then, of course, the AVA scholarship is, um, you know, it's, it's fantastic as well for, for any anybody who wants to go. I really appreciated that AVA thought that the work that I'm doing is important. And um, so that that really helped, you know, empowers me to to want to do more. Um, this four-day session has done so much as well to validate for me the work that I've been doing to try and improve practice. So anybody who's kind of in that same situation where, you know, they, they know that what they're doing is is good and is right and they're in the right, going in the right direction, but, you know, they need that additional validation, you're definitely, definitely going to get that from uh, the AVA conference and, and from all the attendees that are there. With your coworkers, you know, being able to bring back that validation. I hope you've been able to share some of the things that you've learned at AVA. Oh, absolutely. And, um, and even better too, one of the, uh, one of the scholarships that, that I was approved for from work, uh, part of that scholarship is that the recipient has the duty to come back and do an educational piece at work. And so on October 16th, I'm scheduled to do education for all of the in-hospital educators as well as the infection prevention department on getting ACIVs out. And that's what I have chosen to do my educational piece on based on work that I have been doing and additional education that I got at AVA and additional validation that I've gotten, especially from Ms. Nancy Moreau on on the work that I've been doing. That's awesome. How about you, Tori? What What's one of your big takeaways from the conference? Well, I agree with Nancy about planning. Just do it. You know, you, <laughs> you think about it and, you know, and I've done that too. But um, this year, throughout my Oakman network, well, I am the president this year. And so one of the benefits from AVA was you get a free attendance. So, 
I kind of capitalized on that um, and went. But to say the one thing I probably was my favorite was the cadaver class, but the technique with the ultrasound, um, the new technology coming through the line just with ultrasounded IVs, you know, that's something that we've been doing for a long time you know, have we been doing it correctly every time, you know, as what we thought was correct. Yes, but learning those little things that, you know, change your process or make your process better, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, the light just comes on and just to see other people's technique and what you have been doing. And, and like Nancy said, you've been, you're working hard and trying to push this through and, and going to conference just validates what you've been following with standards and evidence-based practice. You have that much more to back you up when you're going to your facility or even in our network meetings, we bring in speakers and, you know, it just validates all the hard work that everybody's been putting in. And, and you can lay it on out and say, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to be striving for. This is the kind of care that we want our patients to have. So that was my take away what I can get to bring back to share with Oklahoma and Oakland what we can do to make patient care better. That was one of the things I was I was most interested in, you know, moving forward, getting out of, well, this is what we've always done. Well, let's get rid of that and let's move forward and and use the technology that's out there. So Yeah. Being open to learning new ideas and hearing from all the fantastic vascular access, you know, key opinion leaders that all descended upon one place for a four, four day period of time is extremely beneficial. Again, this has been a great conversation with Nancy all the way up in Alaska and Missouri, Oklahoma, and it shows sort of the breadth of AVA in our reach and, and continue to grow your networks and continue to bring more people to AVA. And we will see you both in Las Vegas next fall. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There are eight AVA Network events in the next few weeks that you don't want to miss if you're going to be in the area. Monday night, join Lightvan in Pittsburgh for a discussion on vessel health and preservation with Darla Short. And on Tuesday in Spokane, Whammy Van welcomes Senior Infection Control Officer Shelley DeVries for her presentation on midlines from the infection prevention side of the table. Be sure to RSVP by this Friday to reserve your spot. Two networks are scheduled to meet on Tuesday, October 16th. Norvan hosts Donna Makota in Sacramento, who will describe how Clapsy is more than meets the eye. And Neo Ava reviews appropriate blood draws with Dr. Patu Devgan in Middleburg Heights, Ohio. Govan meets the following night in Columbus when Lee Steer leads an interactive session focusing on PIV catheter insertion, care, and practice. On Thursday the 18th, Russ Nassoff joins Ivan in Oak Brook, Illinois, for a discussion on how to use audits and evidence to implement change in PIV products, practice, policy, and people. Meanwhile, in Texas, Starvan welcomes Joe Holmes, who will lead a course on bloodstream infections and how to address the clinical challenges that accompany catheter maintenance. And finally, to round out that week, MoCanVan holds its third annual Vascular Access Conference on Saturday, October 20th in Kansas City. Check the Mocan Van website for details on this all-day event. For more information on these meetings, how to register, and all things AVA Networks, please visit www.avainfo.org networks. 
You can see the entire AVA network calendar on the AVA website at www.avainfo.org, which is also where you can join AVA or donate to the AVA Foundation. AVA is all over social media. You can follow the Association for Vascular Access on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Make sure you're subscribed to the I Save That podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Once again, we'd like to thank the AVA Foundation for sponsoring this episode of the I Save That podcast. And thanks to our fabulous guests, Christy Chapman, Tori Amsler, and Nancy Yankovic. If you'd like to hear our full interviews with Christy, Tori, and Nancy, please visit avainfo.org slash podcast. And as always, thanks to Dabney Coleman. The information discussed on the I Save That podcast is solely for informational purposes. You should personally seek the guidance of clinicians before making any decisions that affect your health or the health of your patients. Listeners of this podcast are advised to do their own due diligence when it comes to making vascular access decisions. Our goal is to inform and entertain the healthcare landscape while giving you a starting point for your discussions with your own clinicians and professional advisors. By listening to this podcast, you agree that the hosts, our guests, our sponsors, and the Association for Vascular Access are not responsible for the success or failure of your health, your career, or any decision you make related to any of the information that we have presented. The I Save That podcast contains segments of copyrighted music that was not specifically authorized to be used, but is protected by federal law and the fair use doctrine as cited in Section 107 of the U.S. Copyright Act. If you have any specific concerns about this video or our position on fair use defense, please contact us at podcast at avainfo.org. No part of this broadcast shall be reproduced, transmitted, or sold in whole or in part or in any form without prior written consent of the Association for Vascular Access.